So yeah, centrifugal downforce versus just aero downforce. Yeah, until uh, the tires let go, and then to the moon, Alice. Or the- well, it appears there that uh, George was testing the structural integrity of his underpants. <laughs> when he, were, when he, he didn't see the no. same sort of energy the same sort of no 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 I think they helped no. dry the track they were so they were generating so much positivity <laughs> right. and heat like that, that's how the the track dried out so fast yeah lights out and away we go welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One I'm Andy Lewis and I'm Tim Lewis Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. We're back from the summer break with an all new intro. What do you think of that, gang? Mm. Me and Dad Let felt, us know. Me and Dad felt like it was time for a little bit of a refresh to the old intro, so that's what we came up with. Um <laughs> Boy Dad, I'm glad that summer break's over. I I know a lot of people that I was listening to were saying that they weren't that excited for it to start back up, but boy I was. You know, I mean, coming back to the, uh, you know, the Dutch Grand Prix at Sandvoort, and, uh, you know, not only it's it's a super challenging and incredibly unforgiving course to begin with, and then you throw in all of the hullabaloo with the weather and just throwing a monkey wrench into everybody's strategy. Man, what a race. You know, I... I could almost say, of all the years I've been watching Formula One, I, this breaks up there with, you know, the top three of just being so exciting. And even though it was a delayed race, it was red flag because of the weather, it just kept moving. And it was so incredibly exciting and so not knowing to the end really how it's going to pan out. Uh, yeah, that was by far one of the best Grand Prix I've seen in a year that, you know, people are, are are talking about as being kind of a dud year. I'm just, I'm actually moving in the opposite direction. I think it may not be incredibly exciting on the front of the, the world championship, but I feel like once you accepted that, once you've accepted that and you actually kind of shift your focus to like, okay, well then this could be a, a really history writing season. Um, the way we talk about, you know, Senna's McLaren year, you know, I mean, they could win. They're aiming to win every race this season. And I know that doesn't sound cool, but I mean, it is history making. It is we're witnessing history. And well, yeah. Uh, I wasn't super excited to be at Zanford again because, you know, historically, not a ton of overtaking. Max is very dominant, but boy, was I wrong. I mean, sh- just shows again that throwing in a little bit of weather, um, or in this case, a lot of bit of weather, um, <laughs> and then being right after the summer break, you know, it was it was really interesting because I think, I mean, teams aren't supposed to work during the summer break. I don't think they are allowed to, but they still have some time. Um, yeah, there's like two weeks of that four week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did see some upgrades. We did see some return to form for some people. Um but I the the thing that we like like let's get the elephant out of the way out of the room or the elephant in the room out of the way first is mm-hmm. Max's 
Max is incredible. <laughs> I mean, night and day. I mean, I mean, there is nobody that's driving like him. I think. I mean, even even his teammate can't keep up. Really, there was a section when after the pit stops when Max came back out behind Checo because of Checo's you know better rain strategy call where he right. took seven seconds out of Perez in three laps. Seven seconds in three laps in the same car. And I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, they're favoring Max. They're, they have different cars. No, you're just, you're, 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 you're witness to seeing what the difference is between a really good Grand Prix driver, a, 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 a tested winning Grand Prix driver and genuinely one of the all-time great F1 drivers that will will be. And I'm still oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan, but that's that should that should that should carry more weight to what I'm saying that regardless of his personality, regardless of the team, regardless of all of it, Max still has to do what he's doing and he does it day in and day out, race after race after race, he's just on another plane of existence than anybody else on the grid right now. He is driving exceptionally, and I think it gets washed under the rug or swept under the rug, or even, you know, we're, we're from time to time guilty of that too, but look at Perez and look at the mistakes Perez made, look at the pace gap. There was, that during that second uh stint after during the dry or when it was when they were on inters coming after the severe wet stuff um he when he was what he started he came out 14 seconds ahead his his fastest lap time was max's slowest lap time during that entire stint and he said you know well that was because you know, we were told that there was forecasted that there was going to be rain again. I was trying to save some tire for if, if we got wet again. And I was a little bit nervous to that. But then pretty soon, you know, all the other teams were kind of on the radio saying, use the tire. It's going to go dry again. I think we're going to have a gap in the weather here. And but then it wasn't even just that. It was the speeding in the pit lane. It was this, the going off the track. Um like, there were so many, all of those mistakes that Perez made, Max has the potential to make those mistakes as well. He just doesn't. And, right. And that, that not making mistakes is not, is not easy. <laughs> it, 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 and, and then to do it race after race after race after race in one of the longest seasons of the sport, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to behold. It's something to be admired. It's something to, like, actually draw attention to. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, it was a segment in uh, the Formula One uh, TV post-race show where they broke away to Sam Collins on that uh, that pit lane speeding by Checo. Yeah, that um, actually he came in and and brushed the wall. Um, Oh gosh, not very, not too far away from the, the the pit speed limiting line, and I think it it's 
he lost control. I mean, and then, and then it took, it took, and it, yeah, and it, that's an error. And then of course he couldn't, if he's that coming in that hot that caused him to aquaplane to brush the wall of the pit lane, then he's coming in too hot to stop in those conditions. And so, um, and it was point eight. Yeah. Point eight kph over the limit I mean, Not, and and sam and that's like a mile an hour yeah one mile an hour over the speed limit to put it in perspective so which in zamfort um, does have a lower pit lane speed than other circuits it's a 60 kph pit limit speed justly because right. it's it's the smallest of them all like literally mm-hmm. all the cars could not fit inside the pit lane that's also why you saw at the same time yeah. yeah, at the same time. And that's what that's what even made it more tricky uh, uh, and stra- and added another variable to the strategy that, gee whiz, if we all, we can't be part of a big group coming in because we'll get held up. Yeah, you, 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 and you yeah. couldn't get out. So, yeah. Uh, Crazy. Other, other really disappointing things from this weekend were obviously Danny, Danny Rick's crash in practice. Um, where yeah. he suffered a fracture to one of his meta, metacarpals or tarsals, metacarpal, metacarpal yeah. in his in his hand, and was flown to Spain to have surgery. Um, and I guess you know he posted a tweet and is like, you know, don't. This is not a setback; it's just part of the comeback. But it's a really unfortunate thing to happen to him right now. Yeah, those kind of things they, that that was pinned. Uh, the metacarpal is the mid hand below the fingers, and um, and it's kind of it's common in like punching injuries. Uh, you know, like somebody will punch a wall, and they'll break the metacarpal one of the one I or more of the was, metacarpal bones. I would think it was because if you watch the onboards from his crash, he he hangs onto the steering wheel. Yeah, they're yeah. actually instructed to let go if they know uh, impact yeah. is imminent. Or or he could have had his hands off the wheel. I didn't really look and yeah. see. Just and then just, I mean, that was, that was, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was a real hard impact, but it, I mean, there's, he I may think, have, his, his, I think his hand may have gone into the dash or yeah. some supporting structure of the monocoque. I mean, and like he punched it. It's kind of just thing, that, but. I mean, I think he knew right away that he broke it. He said like the radio instantly was like, he's like, I fucked my hand up. Like, yeah, I think. He, well, what they did, they're going to put a pin. It they put a pin in it that'll be sticking out of his skin. Yeah, but and he's not, he'll be able. He's not going to drive in Monza. There's no way. No, no, I don't think so. And he's saying he's, he the, wants to be back by Singapore, but that's a really demanding race, too. Do you think, with your your medical experience, that he could be ready by by Singapore? Yeah, I think that's the kind of the talk. And that's why they, you know, yep. pinned him. I mean, that's that's the treatment of choice anyway. Yeah. If it was you or me, um, no, if it were you or me, we would just immobilize that for you know, six weeks or so. Uh-huh. But but now when you put an intermedullary pin in there, you've got structural integrity to the bone and the lock to heal. It's not going to go anywhere with that steel in there. Mm. And so it's just, can he tolerate the discomfort 
type of thing and keep the strength in his hand. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I think it's entirely within the realm of possibility that he, he could be driving in Singapore. Well, we'll see. But I mean, even if he misses, he miss. If even if he misses two races, there's only t- one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There was only ten races left coming back yeah. for him to prove. And so he just lost, even if he only misses two races, only, that's still 20% decrease in the time in the car that he's needed to prove that he's the guy. And it doesn't yeah. help that Lawson on his on his debut finished ahead of Sonoda. Well, yeah, P13, uh, what? He didn't even have a practice session in the car, Andrew. No. And, and I heard – Well, not, heard, not in this – didn't he have one practice session drive earlier on in the year? I mean, it wasn't the first yeah, time not, he's been in a, a, a F1 car. And it wasn't the first time – but it was the first time he had been in, I think, an Alphatari. Because – Right, right. But – and I, I understand that the first time he drove it on slicks was when he was pulling up – in the formation lap. That's that's the first <laughs> really impressive. That was a really impressive yeah. debut drive. Like well, nobody considering... expected him to do anything. He had no expectations. This was basically just bring the car home would be a, a positivity thing. But then to absolutely out outscore or not outscore, but out position y- your your teammate who's been at that team for years. That's that's a that's a that's a good day out. It's a really good first step. I mean, Lawson. you know, he finished. I mean, he almost was mid-pack. And on a incredibly challenging and very unforgiving track in the dry, to be able to come home without, I don't think he ever got no. off track at all. He no, and kept it going. I think he had, he had raced at Zanvoort one time before, but it was... Uh, years and years ago, but it was one of the supercar formulas, and actually his teammate at the time was Yuki Sonoda, too. Oh, really? This was the second time he... What a story. Yeah. But also noticeable that, that, you know, pass on Leclerc that he did and pulled off. Granted, it was a a worthless pass, and Leclerc was always going to get him in that second DRS zone. It shows that, he, you know, he... He still has a lot to learn, but he's still in tricky conditions, passed a Ferrari. Yes, it was an ailing Ferrari, but, you know, he still passed Charles Leclerc on his debut race in F1, and I think that's mm-hmm. – and finished in front of his teammate. All really good checks, all things Ricardo doesn't need if he wants to keep that seat. Yeah, oh, man, it'd be exci- it's going to be exciting to see uh, what comes up when we get to Imola because for sure he's going to be in the car. No question, unless he, you know, loses a leg or something. But um. Other big losers, um, this race would have been, have, have to be Guanizhou. I think, you know, he was one of those early adopters to the, to the intermediates that made the right call at the right time with Perez, but then had that, that big off in the in the way in the in the wet um which was another one mm-hmm. of these deceiving crashes where it's like that doesn't look like he's going that fast but i mean he was going 
real fast, <laughs> fast <laughs> enough to, to have to repair the tech pro barriers. Um, yeah. Yeah. But a really superb performance up until that, which, and, and that really wasn't his fault either. Um, the, he aquaplane aquaplaning is aquaplaning, you know, or hydroplaning mm -hmm. as we, we say it too. Um, you're just out of control of that car. And I, I guess it's, I was listening to, um, who was, uh, with, um, the other commentator this week. I know you listened to Buxton and them instead this week because Brenda wasn't there, but I was listening to you. It's, uh, no, Buxton is part of that team. I was just talking about the, the post race show. Uh, who was, you know, well, they're all part of I know. No, I was listening to the Sky Sports. Who's the other guy who was filling in for Martin? It was um, he usually does the Sky Pad and not the oh, rest. Uh, it was Karun Chandak. Chandak. Yeah, Karun. He talked because he was a he raced for Force India, I believe, for a little while, right? Or was it Sauber? He was an F. He was an F one driver early in the oh, yeah. in the twenty tens. Um, yeah, he was. And he says what happens is because the, there's literally ten millimeters between the front wing and the ground. And so what happens too is water gets under the wing and lifts the lifts the whole thing up and he says you really just it's one of the most terrifying feelings because you are you are completely out of control. There's nothing you can do. And I mean to be doing those speeds out of control has got to be just absolutely terrifying. Which then again puts into well, perspective then what these guys were doing at the race. And the conditions and like, and, and like, think about, you know, Albon and Magnuson and some of the guys who stayed out on slicks, you know, oh, man. throughout that whole thing. Yeah. It cost them a minute to do that, but it saved them 40 seconds of time. And I mean, just the cajones to just stick it out like that is unbelievable to me. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that is just. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's like us driving in a torrential downpour with bald tires, you know, with, and no windshield <laughs> and no windshield no, wipers. Yeah. No windshield wipers and the spray. Not only is it raining hard, but the spray, it's like 47 semis in front of you throwing up all that water. You know, it's it, it, it just mind blowing the skill. Um, that these guys have, yeah, so, who's crazy. So who was? I, I I mean, we have to talk about Leclerc. We have to talk about the disappointment that is Ferrari right now. And mm -hmm. in the same breath, uh, I think Science is continuing his pattern of of end of the year summer breaks, where he just shows that he's a better racing driver than Charles Leclerc is. Um, because I think despite Ferrari's lack of pace here, um. And it should have been a better race for them because of how 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 much that car eats up tires. They should that should means they should have been able to generate more more temperature, um, and they should have the cooler track temperature should have really aided them. Um, but I know and I know Leclerc suffered floor damage, which ended up eventually bring them bringing the car in. I mean, when you're getting passed yeah. by Liam Lawson, I mean, it's time to take a break too. But I think. You know, Science was just on it all weekend. He, you know, he qualified well. He raced well. He, 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 again showed that he has more of the mental capacity and fortitude to like disagree with the team 
and and say no i'm not coming in when they wanted him to come in and and knowing the conditions and trusting himself more than i think leclerc does and kept his head on his shoulders and and delivered a a, a really you know solid p5 with with lewis hamilton breathing down his neck for the last bit of that race mhm well leclerc really called the shot on that pit stop i think that was a good a good I think it, you know, when it when they first aired it, man, I was like, oh god, here, here's Ferrari just being Ferrari again and not mm-hmm. being prepared. But you know, it was Leclerc totally making the right call. I, I agree with you; he totally made the right call. And even the time that was lost waiting for them to bring the enters out and get them on the car was still a net positive to the amount of time he would have lost staying out on slicks and going around the entire circuit again. And so, yes, that was the right call. But um, what I mean is, what, what uh, I think when I said science may, you know, disagreed with them is when, they, when it was going from inters to full wets before the red flag, you know, like how they did with Ocon. Yeah. They wanted to bring him in the same time they brought in Ocon for full wets and he said no he he flat out said no and which shows he had the trust in his ability to to hang on with the inters but also i think he knew that it was going to be bad enough that maybe a red flag or something was going to get thrown anyways and he didn't want to miss out on the positions of just staying out um and i think look uh speaking of people who lucked out with that red flag was perez because perez Perez. had also come in Oh yeah, for wets, and luckily it red flagged before there was any timing screen updates, and that's how he stayed in P three instead of falling yeah. all the way to P six. Yeah, um, I thought I saw that. I'm all, oh gosh, <laughs> but you know, I I'm with you, yeah. man. I love and I love Perez, but and for a while there, I had I got I got some real hope when he I was like, oh man, he nailed this. Are we really going to see an upset here? And have Perez be in front or like see a battle, but then just that comeback from Max was just the way Max was driving was just like I said earlier on, just on another plane of existence. Um, yeah, it's like we know when when um, Perez realized that they pulled off the undercut with Verstappen, he was not happy about it. And, you know, he was leading the race at the time, but there was no way he was going to stay ahead of Max. Well, absolutely no way. And it, they just, the team called Max in for the undercut because they knew that, well, let's move, remove this variable of, um, you know, of uh, inter-team racing in these conditions, the likelihood of both cars being knocked out. They just eliminated that. And because um, there's no way that Verstappen was going to be able to, I mean, that uh, Perez is going to stay ahead of Verstappen. Just no way. Yeah, Perez has so, never been super strong in the wet. Let's, that's, that's a pretty well-known and established fact about Perez. And I mean, and it is a, and it Max is, is of, great. Max is, is fantastic in the wet. That was one of his, that Brazil race in the... Uh, 2012 2013 somewhere one of yeah his one of his first yeah and he was just driving yeah. around people like they were stopped it was it was pretty incredible 
Yeah. But the thing that I got, I got pretty upset when I saw the favorable pit stop go to Max. And then as it kind of developed and they said that, you know, they were listening to onboards, Max didn't ask for that, which I was like, well, that's a check in Max's box. Um, and it was all team engineered to, yeah. to do that undercut on Perez. And they, Horner said that it was in response to science and to Hamilton, or the, well, the cars behind Max at the time had made that call, and they were they were worried that Max would be vulnerable to cars behind. Mm-hmm. I only half buy that, but it, I mean, it's also no, you know, Max with that win equaled Vettel's wins in a row record. Yep. Um, Broke his own record of most wins in the season. You know, like I think Helmet and, and Horner and the guys all have their mind on those history book titles too. I mean, a win is still a win if it's Perez, but I think they want, they do want Max to win. And I mean, let's be honest, well, they are at Max's home race. Um, and then oh, yeah. you saw yeah. the way, and then again, going back to the way Max is driving, you know, it was it was kind of an inevitable call, I think, too. And I'm, I'm, and I, I mean, even, even afterwards, Checo, I don't think he, he really, I mean, I'm sure he was a little disappointed, but I think he also firmly knows where he's at right now in that team. And he's definitely with Lawson and Ricardo. And I mean, some of the comments that helmet made over the weekend, then he kind of rolled back and, you know, Horner's still insistent that Perez will be the F1 driver for Red Bull Racing next year, I still think he's Perez is not going to do anything to really rock the boat on that, anyways. Mm-hmm. But and and I mean, this the proof is in the pudding in the timing charts. Like you said, there was no way that Max wasn't going to win that race. Like it, there was just no way. There were plenty of opportunities yeah. for him to, like Perez. You know, there were you know Perez should have been on the podium, no doubt. And one kilo, one. A kilometer or one mile an hour or whatever is uh that's still a mistake it's still a mistake spinning off is still a mistake yeah you know there well, was it uh was it ghastly who also had a five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane that was last wasn't it the last race oh no no he, no he got what did he get uh he got a five second penalty for causing a collision i believe well who was it that and he served it he served it was at it? his pit stop and still yeah i mean yeah, it was Ocon, I guess, um, for speeding in the pit lane. He was 60.1 kilometers an hour when he crossed the the the, <sighs> trip, uh, the trigger. And so they nailed him. I mean. And rightfully so. I mean, it is. I mean. Like, we can't argue. I mean, yes, it sounds nitpicky, but this is a nitpicky sport. I mean, this is the yeah. this is the sport we're following that, you know. First and second is de- is depicted by thousandths of a second. So don't tell me you can't know when you're going over. I mean, you can. You just got to be better. I mean, it'd be one yeah, thing so. if if every single driver, every single driver was missing like by that. Then I think it's something to look at. But when it's just one or two, that just means that they made the mistake and they need to yeah. analyze for the mistake. And I'm I'm glad that they followed through because that I me mean too. it rules a rule. Rules a rule. And. Uh, and uh, so, you don't like the yeah. rule, change it. But that's the rule. Uh, let's talk about Gasly because that was just an exceptional drive from Gasly. I mean, 
return to form finally where have you been bud like this is that that was the kind of drive that was the kind of gasly we were seeing in the you know what was that 2019 or 2020 year of alpha Tari, mm-hmm. where it was like gasly was you know fourth or fifth every single fourth fifth sixth every single race that year um i i mean that that's the kind of that's the kind of of drive that we need to see. And I noticed you also picked him up for your, your grid rival team. Like I did something, something had a feeling, huh? We had a feeling on that one. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he was, you know, his practice sessions were good. And I, I mean, he does have a Gasly. good, I just always have. Oh yeah. Too. Yeah, and I, definitely. I, his reaction to that podium was just, exactly what i wanted to see a formula one driver's reaction to getting a podium is yeah to. Um, yeah that's great and i mean you it, was, say it, was it great. was opportunistic and it was the weather and it was this but he earned that podium every single bit he stayed like to stay with within five seconds of a red bull in any condition is a feat this year i mean they're speaking you know and especially in the wet like that was a mighty, mighty drive, because um, their 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 deficit on a good day, they're six tenths of a lap, six tenths of a second, a lap off the pace of Red Bull, and so to stay within five seconds and and pick up that podium was an absolute phenomenal drive, and I was and all of the battling and passing and and just calculated moves that. For a track where there, there's, it's hard to overtake. We sure saw a lot of good overtaking and battling on this Grand Prix, and mm-hmm. was oh yeah, amidst and really kept his elbows out, you know, and really had a fun, fantastic race weekend, um, and is yes, incredibly did. deserving of that podium. Mm-hmm. Oh baby, um, another example of someone who is deserving of a podium yet again this year, old Fernando. Welcome back mm. to the to the steps, my guy. That was just unbelievable. Like I just am becoming more and more of an of a Alonzo fan as as the years go by. I mean, I I, I was I was a fan I was a fan of him when he was battling Seb at Ferrari, um, and I thought he just there was just some the universe took that that world championship away from him, and I re- I really hope that. I want to see him stand on the top step again. I just want to see it. I want to see it. Absolutely. Happen. Oh yeah. He is a great, and great driver to be his age and still driving and still being able to perform at the level that he can perform at against younger, more fit. Like he is every bit of the legendary driver and his two world titles is not indicative of, I think his skill level. Um, he is one of the all-time greats without a doubt and he's just proving it and now that he's he's letting go of some of that hard facade um that that kind of villainous you know self self-claimed villain role yeah. that he he's played over the years i saw this really great interview where he was talking about how he really wouldn't change much about his career decisions and 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 everything and but he said, "I wish I would have enjoyed it more. I wish I would have, mm. I would have 
looked around a little bit more and 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 been in the moment a little bit more and you know i was a i was a ferrari racing driver and i i didn't ever really enjoy it and he said mm. and i think so i think you and i think you see him actually learned that lesson and the way he's interacting now and opening up and you know he even said he was you know, part of the the reason why I was wanting to call attention to Max's drive is because he said it wasn't it was unbeatable. He was be- he's just better than all of us. Is what he said. Like mm-hmm. right now, he's just performing at a level that's that's better than all of us. And I mean, yeah, high higher praise is is hard to to come by. Um, but I just I'm a huge fan. I'm I, I you know Red Bull did bring some some pretty interesting upgrades to the car. Um, to hopefully to to have a return to form because they're one of those teams that have actually kind of up until the summer break had kind of started to move backwards in their in their pace deficit to Red Bull, um, and and we with the wet weather running and stuff we we won't really. I mean, yes, Fernando finished on the podium and that's great, but will we will we see a lot of that was just due to. <laughs> Alonzo being brilliant and making brilliant moves and brilliant calls and having an insane car control ability. So we don't yeah, know yet if, a, if those upgrades were the return to form and if, if if Aston Martin will be a a continued podium standard uh the rest of the season, but positive steps. Well, there's a reason why he's known as the wily old fox. <laughs> That guy has got some tricks up his sleeve that you know people who, don't even who, consider. Who impressed me as well? Speaking of wily old foxes, because they they did the same wily old fox move on that banked turn three. Yeah, was George Russell? Oh man! And I think he just had just some some piss poor luck, um, with with his strategy, but. Um, he was the, one of the only other guys that was doing that lower line and and making it stick, um, on that banked turn. And man, I really, mm-hmm. really have come to love that characteristic of Zamfort. Um, the banked turns. I think I would really like to see more of that brought into other racing circuits because it's so cool to see a different line and drivers taking different lines. And finding finding different different uh you know cornering maneuvers and cornering entries and exits and and lines through through turns and 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 seeing you know strategy play out rather than just car you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely the um you know kind of what's the old uh, oh i guess it would be um is it Monza where they had a great big bank turn that's yeah, the been old, abandoned? The old track, yeah. Yeah, the old track. Yeah, and I guess there like, was a lot of them. Big. I think Zamvort's grade is like seven. And that's like 17 or something. Yeah, like it was that. right. <laughs> and too many people were like, uh, you know, they would push it too much, and the next thing you know, they're in orbit with the moon. That's so, <laughs> when they when they when they lose it and go over that embankment, yeah, 
That's so yeah. Centrifugal downforce versus just aero downforce. Yeah. Until uh, the tires let go, and then to the moon, Alice. Or the or the or the blood like let's go. I mean, yeah, because they probably had you know they probably had smoked like six cigarettes and and drank three pints of beer before they got in the car to race. Yeah, and they put a and they put on a clean T-shirt and a yeah. little it looks looks like a little mixing bowl with a with a rope that went around their chin in those yeah. days, you know. But uh, yeah, speaking of George. I picked him um, up too. I had a feeling my go. feeling was wrong. Well, you know, I was wanting to. I really was considering picking him up. I was wanting, you know, trying to get Lewis. I thought Mercedes was going to come through, and uh, but here he was, P one. You know, you know, not too bad. I mean, but you know, George P one to P seventeen. Good God! Yeah, what a what a, and then, you know that. Um, what was it? Where he about not only once but twice lost it in the same. I guess it was like a little chicane there. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, where what lap was that? Where it was it? Matter. <laughs> but well, yes, it does. It matters because I guess it was a section of the track where. Um, I think they're estimating he was in fifth gear, so he probably was pushing 150 miles an hour. Yeah. Get, gets in the grass. Oh, yeah. Gets in the grass on the left rear first. Yeah. Somehow he snaps it back and, <laughs> and then gets the right rear into the grass yeah. on the next part of it's like this little mini chicane kind yeah. of thing or, 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 and then he, he caught, he caught, he caught that. Too. That was so I, on 150. I, I think Karun Chandok was like, I don't know how he did that. <laughs> well, in the post race, uh, Jolian Palmer was saying it was, you know, we witnessed a miracle. Yeah. I was, mean, even on one at that speed, in um, those conditions, the, in those conditions, with one of those tricks and then one trick followed up by another trick where he's lost the rear to the other side. Um, he says, you know, that's a, that's like a miracle kind of thing as a testament to his driving ability and skill. And what did, and what, then, what did Will um, Buxton say? Oh yeah. <laughs> Will Buxton said in Will Buxton, matter of fact, British humor, he says, well, it appears there that uh, George was testing the structural integrity of his underpants. When he was so true that, uh, yeah, I think I'd have a diaper change after that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, other <laughs> other drivers that we we must talk about is, and and that are getting me really excited is as Mr. Alexander Albon and Williams. I think they're they're they've made real strides with that car. This should not, historically, based on what we know about the characteristics of the Williams race car, this should not have been a track that they did as well as they did. And they It doesn't make sense. And I think it makes sense. You know? I think that they're they're starting to really make the right calls and the right decisions in building a mm-hmm. racing car again. Um And it which is great. I mean, this is a super heritage team that just 
like a rags to riches kind of story. That's well, riches to rags to riches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and you know, and, um, well, before and just, Sergeant, Abon is just driving exceptionally. I think next to maybe Max, um, Fernando, I mean, he needs to be within the top five of discussions of, of doing an ex like doing the best job. Like he's on the, on my short list of absolute great seasons right now, putting together like, and again, it's being kind of masked in a different way because of, you know, just the pace of that car. But Alexander Albon himself has more points than three other formula one teams do. Mm -hmm. And I think that just needs to be celebrated that. And then like, and the trajectory that through that, through that determination and drive and, you know, he's really becoming and establishing himself a leader. And I mean, if you are, you know, if, if the rumors are true and, you know, there may be a seat open at Aston Martin next year, or, you know, if, if there's an opening in any team and you're not considering Albon as a driver and you can convince mm -hmm. him to come over like that should be your, your top priority. I mean, maybe Piastri would be, you know, I'm talking, but there's a, there's a very few lists of drivers, you know, bar the, the obvious Norrises and, and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, based on the head on that kid's shoulders now and his, his shown of his work ethic, I could be interested in taking him over a, a, a Leclerc even because Leclerc seems to be taking the wrong steps in his trajectory of his career right now. And Albon mm. seems to be taking all the right steps. Yeah. You really got to like that guy. You just got to love him. And, you know, testament to Williams before, uh, Logan Sargent went off because, um, I guess he lost, uh, hydraulic pressure in the steering and the power steering. Yeah. And, and he, you know, could make the corner. He was, he was doing all right. First. So I think Williams, I could hardly wait. Wait, can you imagine what they might do in Imola? It could be good. I, could I made sure that I had Albon as my driver for for uh, for Monza. You mean Monza, yeah. by the way. Not Imola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Monza. We've already done No. Yeah. Have we? Monza's thought, next. Okay. My, the my bad. The Temple of Speed. The Temple um, of Speed. But uh, uh, Logan Sargent, first... U.S. Grand Prix driver to make Q3 and be in the top 10 uh, since Michael Andretti in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Too bad he didn't even nice. make it. <laughs> he binned it twice. I mean, he's not making a very convincing argument for himself at the moment. I don't know who's really waiting in the wings, but... Um, well, although they they Costing said that he the lost team that money, I, I know it was a hydraulic thing, but that's still. Well, that it does somewhat come back to him because he was apparently hitting the curbs pretty hard. Yeah, and that's what they uh, for several laps before issue. that, and it might have been a factor in why that happened. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, I just, but I mean, just two, those are two pretty costly accidents in one weekend. And I mean, we saw that's what happened with Mick at Haas. You know, when you're that backfield team, your budget is is I mean, and the cost cap. I mean, it just is. It's just too much. It's too much. Um, 
and then to be absolutely getting destroyed and demolished by your teammate. I mean, it'd be one thing if every now and then, because of your 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 recklessness, you were putting it up in the points and and make and you know bringing results or qualifying results or something to like balance out the drama. But it, it there was there's too little in the in the positive corner and too much in the negative corner for me at the time. Um, yeah, it's hard to when you consider rookies and that sort of a thing. It, it, I think he's going to be okay. Let's just see how, like, and hopefully with the car's performance coming to them um, throughout the rest of the yeah. season, I would love to see Lawson, or gosh, Lawson's just on the brain, I guess. I'd love to see Sargent have some point, get, you know, do better. Um, yeah, absolutely. Another, a- moving on to another team that was, you know, that I, I uh, that really struggled and and it it really shouldn't have seemed to struggle as much as they did, but was um was McLaren, Norris and Piastri. God, yeah. I had Piastri as my, my star driver and I just you know, with the based on the wet their wet running in, in spa seemed very counter to what they what they showed us here at uh at Zanvoort. And I was I I mean I think Norris did a pretty excellent job coming back, but um, you know, I mean, I sold out on McLaren. <laughs> I had both drivers and the constructor. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so, to, um, I think to qualify P two, you know, and then to finish P seven. But at one point, I think he was running down in like thirteenth or fourteenth. I mean, that was a that was a tough day for Norris, and I think he he came through, but. I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect that. I, uh, I I think it just shows you what he made that same call as Lewis. Um, just just bad timing on the calls and just missed out big. Um, yeah. Which I think let's I think real. strategy let's, let the McLaren team down. McLaren in this hasn't race. always been the best at, at strategy calls in recent years too. Um, well, they're better than. Ferrari. Some teams. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so but that's not saying much. Williams is better than Ferrari. But I mean, talk <laughs> about I mean, come on. The the this weekend at uh, the Dutch Grand Prix was a strategist nightmare. It was a strategist, was a strategist nightmare. nightmare and how they you know nobody got it right. All the time. It just also I mean, shows the oh, the thing that I was thinking too is that we should just inherently build in sprinklers and wet running as <laughs> as part of the <laughs> part of the the, the, the sport. <laughs> now is the time. It's the challenge. I mean, the the, the only racing thing that challenge. I was, like thinking about is how do you like trigger it to where it's not like a a weapon, right? Like it has to be like a. Somebody has to run over a button on accident somewhere on the track, you know, or like, like you can't, they don't know how it's yeah. triggered it, but, and it, and it but, but man, that would just be, I mean, I think they literally talked about doing that at one point during Bernie's reign. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Bernie I don't bu- remember that. Bernie button. Like you just hit the Bernie button. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, honestly, I think this season, 
I, I'm I'm in the opposite camp as I think a lot of people, and I think this season has actually been a freaking phenomenal F1 season. I mean, there's less drama, of course, but I mean, we're just in that like we've been spoiled in recent years for for the drama and the high drama of the sport. Um, but like I said at the start, you know, breaking in a record that's you know you know, or riding a record that's literally never, ever happened before is, is pretty special too. It may not be fun to witness, but it's still a, a phenomenal achievement. And we can't, as much as I hate the words I'm about to say, we really can't blame Red Bull for it. Like, we can blame Ferrari, and we should, and we can blame Mercedes, and we should, um, because they're the ones who are letting us down. It's not, it's not for it's not Red Bull. Red Bull's doing what Red Bull and every F one team should be doing, and that's mm-hmm. creating the best damn race car that they can, and in Max's case, being the best damn race driver that they can be, and they're doing that. They're doing that really, really well. <laughs> um, well, fortunately, fortunately, I think the thing that's really saving this season, not only saving it as far as entertainment, but also making it one of the great seasons that I can remember in a long time is that what's happening after Max. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even, yeah. It's, I mean, everything after Max is, is, is competitive. Super competitive. Uh, uh, Teams are, um, I mean, um, the development race is so exciting from the start. Right. Yeah. Now, McLaren yeah. has gained a second of lap yeah. time to Red right. Bull. You, we when were was talking the last about time that. You've ever seen a team go from P15, P16 regularly to the podium before this year. I don't. I don't think in the years, I can't remember and decades that I've been watching this sport have I seen that in a season. Not like this. Maybe coming, you know, like in regulation changes or something. Like I mean, now and that was that was exciting when when. Uh, Aston Martin did that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, and then Williams is Williams has just gained four tenths. Um, Renault has gained four tenths in this in in this you know development race. I mean, the the end of the year and the and the second in constructors. I mean, is going to be it's going to come down. It's going to be exciting. We're gonna see. I think we're gonna see some very different podiums the rest of the year. I mean, Max will be on the top step. I think for most, if not all of them, I would, I mean, what if, what if, man, Fernando sneaks one or two in there or, or even, I would love it to be Fernando. I would either Fernando or, or Norris. I would just, I mean, for Norris to get his, his one, his first win and, and stop the Red Bull lockout would be amazing. And to get Fernando a win, after you know years since he's won like uh, those are my two that's my two like dream scenarios but honestly at this point now i'm i'm almost a little bit like okay if we're going to have to suffer through the max dominance let's let's be a let's be a witness to history let's be you know yeah well to something that's never happened before in the sport and we could we that could be as soon as next this weekend. With, well, yeah, um, 
the ten, you know, because if row. Max the, the ten in a row, Max, uh, Max would be the the king because he, you know, he's tied Vettel. What is it, Fangio? What if did Albon it? gets a win too? I was just thinking at Monza. I was just thinking that Albon. I you know that would be that would be that would be another that would be my add to that list is to see Albon big middle fingers to the Red Bull camp saying yeah mm-hmm. I never got a win with you guys but I took your I took your record <laughs> <laughs> yeah really uh, uh, yeah there's so and, there, you know so there's just so much still to watch there's so much still here to to be interested in uh, I mean definitely and I mean if this is because I was, like I said, I wasn't super excited to go to Zamvoort. But then the crowd and the atmosphere and the quality of racing and the, like, the interesting of the track. And, boy, it just was one of, like you said at the beginning of the, at the top of the, of the uh, pod, that one of the absolute best uh, Grand Prix I've seen in a, in a, in a while. I think it, it goes on that list was, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm was, very glad that I actually didn't have to watch it live. <laughs> and I got to fast forward through a lot of that 40-minute red flag time. Oh, um, yeah. That, that was great, wasn't it? it think, good good things for modern times, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess it was, what was it, two hours and 50 minutes was the race time. And yeah. So it almost, it was crawling up on the three-hour limit. Yeah. You know so at least we, like, didn't have to, we didn't have to have a finish sitting in the pits on a red flag that yeah would be... you know what was an interesting so, statistic that i heard from this weekend is zanport's year-round population is seventeen thousand people and the weekend <laughs> attendance for that grand prix was three hundred and six thousand people <laughs> can, the you, weekend, yeah. can you imagine just being like a like a normal like old grumpy guy that lives there and is like <laughs> doesn't even like cars or racing that much and then now you have like what is that a 10x population <laughs> 10x how about 20x yeah i mean darn near 20x like Jeez. that's just an insane like i can't imagine just the logistics of that like man well probably the people are just coming from all over the country and going home the same day yeah. and they come in, yeah. they have multiple day passes, but the, it's easy to go back home and then come back. Can you imagine trying to accommodate? Ugh, I can't, I really can't. I don't know. Do they even have uh, like camping areas there? I think you have to. I think you have to. You definitely have, there's not enough hotel rooms in the city to begin with. I wonder what that looked like. With I mean, all if, that if, rain, if everybody in that town gave up their house for an Airbnb, you still couldn't accommodate all the people that, that came to. Oh the no! So you have to put nineteen, twenty people in each accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> so Zambor's probably so. one to steer clear of, unless you live in the. I mean, but it, would be, it seems like it would be a real fun race. I mean, Alonzo highlighted that on the on the podium, he said, this is a real fun place to come race because of it. Even though it's, they're all cheering for, you know, they're here, they're there for Max. Although as Max came up to talk to the microphone, they were chanting Alonzo's name. Did you catch that? I did not. Oh man. They were saying, they were like saying, Fernando Alonzo. 
Oh, and, and yeah. Max had to wait a beat while they were singing Alonzo's praises. Uh, well, I, talk about a talk about a a group of people that man, they're singing their it the did, whole place. 300,000 people singing the same song at the same time. It did look pretty pretty fun. Definitely that looked, didn't yeah, see that, that in raining wet sessions at Spa. You you didn't see the no. same sort of energy, the same sort of. No, no, no. I think they helped no. dry the track. They were so. They were generating so much positivity <laughs> right. and heat. Like that, that's how the the track dried out so fast. Yeah, it really was. I mean, a lot of aspects of that race, not just the race, but just the, you know, the atmosphere of the race, just kind of really captivated you. Saying, "Golly, that is cool." Yeah. So. Well, on that good and positive note, I think it's a, a good place to draw it to the end. But we'll be back in no time at all with uh with the report of the Monza Grand Prix. Man, all this right. could be exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm not I'm not yeah. in any way dropped off for the rest of the season. I'm I'm geared yeah. up and ready to go. Hopefully, everybody else is getting uh, getting on the the wind of what's going on. So. Formula One is very cool. Ah, uh, it's okay. I'm I'm fine if they're not. I liked the sport before it was incredibly popular. I'll still like it if, it's, <laughs> if it fails off. I mean, I'm here for yeah, it. You're just, this is you just don't want people miss. Yeah, I know you just don't want people missing out on it. It's just so fun. Well, we're doing our part. That's all we can do. We're doing our part. That's all we can do. Just so just keep here, keep listening. We'll we'll get you through the dark and trying times of Red Bull. Darkness. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. We'll find the little glimmers of 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 other joy to be had because this is there's plenty there you of go. them. All right, Dad. There you go. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye.